0: Radioinfluence.com. Week two of the college football playoff rankings is here. We have a new top four. I'm Scott Seidenberg alongside Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. It's Rush the Field, the college football podcast for you college football diehard fans and Chris. Each and every week, we know that the top four is going to evolve. And much like we predicted last week, we have a new playoff picture this week.
1: Yeah, we did. We knew last week was going to kind of clean things up a little bit. And clean it up, they did. And I think it was the most uh, uneventful list of rankings. Uh, Maybe a little bit of how teams may be stacked up outside of the top six. But the top six were pretty clear. I would imagine pretty easy for the committee um, as they put together their 25. Alabama there clearly, Clemson at two, Notre Dame three, and Michigan at four, with Georgia and Oklahoma at five and six um, just on the outside. And as you look at it, um, I always tend to look at it who can control their fate at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, we're looking at five teams. I mean, Here's the thing it really comes down to. We can go through and we will go through scenarios. But, you know, Alabama um, is going to be very, very difficult to beat. Clemson as well. Notre Dame, maybe not as much, but still likely to win. If all those things take place, then it's really up to Michigan. And uh, Michigan, if they were to win out as the Big Ten champion, would get in. Um you know, Georgia's got a shot because they got a shot at Alabama. Yep. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's the only chance they got. Um, and I think that the discussion would be, uh, if you want to have it, uh, if, if Georgia were to pull a big upset over Alabama, what would that do for Alabama? Would it knock them out if Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan run the table? That's where it gets interesting. But to me, that's where it kind of
0: ends, and everybody else is going to yeah. need some combination of help. Oh Well, I would agree with that. And I think that is the most interesting scenario is Alabama losing in the SEC championship game. Because the other way around it is that's it. It's We know who's going to be in the top four. And for everybody, because I saw a lot of this last weekend, Chris, a lot of people clamoring for an expanded playoff. And that could ultimately be where they go with this thing. But if you want an expanded playoff, I'm going to tell you to look no further than the games we are going to watch later on in the season. Michigan against Ohio State, think of that as a quarterfinal game. Alabama against Georgia in the SEC championship, think of that as a quarterfinal game. And the winners will advance to the semifinals. Well, maybe not in the Big Ten because they'll have another game to play against the winner from the Big Ten West, but still, that will be the team that has the chance to make it to the college ball playoff. So that's your version of an expanded postseason.
1: Well, last year we had that. Obviously, if you looked at uh, Auburn, Georgia, that was a playoff. Uh, Correct. Get in. If you look at Wisconsin, and Wisconsin won the Big Ten championship game, they were in. Um, you, know, you know, So you had some of that. I think this year you're going to have less of it. Um, just that's going to how it's going to play out. But as you mentioned, less intrigue because it, it won't be – it'll be a little bit more – Alabama-Georgia will have a lot of intrigue. But, you know, the ACC championship game is not going to be anything exciting. The Big Ten championship game we're looking at only from the standpoint does Michigan stub their toe, assuming Michigan gets there. I mean, don't well, you got to make some assumptions or else – you know, but, but Michigan, who's playing better than Ohio State, uh, likely going to have to play Northwestern. Uh, that's not going to bring about great intrigue, but, but you're right. It's another chance to stub their toe. I've always said and I believe that personally I would um, not expand the playoffs, but the way I've always felt to do it would be to use the bowl games as an extension of the regular season. In essence, take the best teams, put them in the best bowl games, and then pick the four teams after that. Um, I think it would create, obviously, something that we always question every year As well, I don't know how this team would match up against this team, and these strengths of schedules are a little different, and I think that you could use the bowl games as kind of a, hey, let's have this match up, and let's put them. You wouldn't put the, the one and two together, of course, but I think you could do that, uh, but, but that's not going to happen, and, and certainly expansion is only going to come about if you get a conference, and I'm just going to use it like the Big Ten. Let's mm-hmm. just say, for example, that Georgia beats Alabama, but it's a close game. It's a little bit fluky. Something happens, and it's it's clear that hey, wait a minute, this this Alabama team is clearly not one of the four best, but they're better than anybody with with maybe the exception of Georgia. That they, they, they look like the two best teams, and they pick. You know, Georgia won, you know, in the the playoffs and they put Alabama in and they put, um, uh, you know, Clemson and Notre Dame and they leave Michigan out. Well, you have for the second year in a row a Big Ten champion get left out. You better believe there's going to be holy hell by Jim Delaney, particularly if it's a one-loss Big Ten champion. If you have a situation like that, that's where you're going to see, I think, the, the push to get an expansion because this is what happened when we had the Alabama-LSU matchup in the BCS. Correct. That's what pushed it into the four team. So that day's probably coming. I know people say, well, it happened last year. I don't know. The scenario I mentioned would be most intriguing because remember people say, well, Alabama made it in. Last year, and they're better this year, well, keep in mind, that was a two-loss Big Ten champion last year. And that that was an opening to put a better team in Alabama in um, along with Georgia. So, I, yeah, I think we're it, it's likely to be pretty clean this year because I know upsets can still happen, but I'm seeing, and we'll get to it, how the film looks to me on these teams, but there's a clear delineation between – Alabama, and then you get Clemson. And I, I, I think it's pretty clear how the rest of this season is likely to end up. And if it happens this way, I think Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, your top four today, is likely to be the top four at the end. And I think that they'll just discuss, probably in detail, who they think is going to be uh, the three seed or the four seed, mm-hmm. Notre Dame or Michigan. I, I think it could be that clean. Yet, We all know things can happen.
0: Of course things can happen. I saw something hilarious online this week, and that was the Alabama schedule that the haters want to see. And this is the schedule that was floating around the Internet. And this this is why the Internet is undefeated, Chris. Uh, The (laughs) schedule that Alabama haters want at Ohio State, at Clemson, at Georgia, at the New England Patriots, at the 85 Bears... At eighty-five actual bears, at the Avengers, at a volcano, at the New England Patriots again, and at Auburn. <laughs> That's a schedule that the haters want. Them well, to play. and you know, I, I I've heard that a lot, and, and it's one of those
1: things where, you know, I get that a lot too. Is well, who they play? Who do you want them to play?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, my they can only play who's on their schedule, and who's on their schedule right, is pretty and, darn
1: good. And, and here's the thing about it. There, if you care, and I realize not everybody's, you know, trained as a coach or a scout to look at this stuff, but if you watch games with a general understanding, you can see when a team is so dominant, regardless of who they play, that it, it shows. And then you see at other times when the the record is a reflection of who they played, meaning it's just they just happen to be the better of the two teams playing with neither team being all that good. I mean, it's so clear that they're dominant, but it doesn't mean that they can't lose a game if something you're dealing with two quarterbacks that they have that one is really banged up, it's got an ankle injury, and two of the starter, you know, that goes down, and all of a sudden, that's that's the one variable that I would say that could throw a monkey wrench into this um, this coronation here because... Uh, it, it it the issue to me the storyline is can anybody beat alabama and i think to this point the answer is i don't think so
0: can alabama keep it close with the oakland raiders
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't like getting into those, uh, the, <laughs> i the, tried the, to set the, Jeff the, there the discussions there but <laughs> i can tell you this they are so good so talented so well prepared um and they they're scary good and you know i keep thinking you know if If it ever got close, you know the the other thing would be their kicking game mm-hmm. troubles, but they never seem to be close enough to be threatening. <laughs> I look at it and and I said this before you know you can't you rank the teams in my view, and this goes back you know in my scouting background. you can't rank the teams until you grade them, and I think that's important to understand whether you're grading players or teams It doesn't matter to say a team is one or two or five or eight or fifteen. That doesn't mean anything. What it means is grade them and put them into categories and see where the separation is. And in my mind, the separation is after one and then there's the separation after two. And I think that that's, that's kind of how this plays out a little bit going forward. Um, But I look at it every week and study the tape every week and some things change a little bit. I thought Oklahoma had made some, some strides defensively, not so much. And, So I had, if you remember, Oklahoma last week at four, and I've got them down now. I've got Michigan at three. I know Michigan beat Notre Dame, Um, and I'm not saying that they should be ranked ahead of Notre Dame. I'm saying that on tape right now they're playing better Mm. than Notre Dame. Then it's Georgia, then it's Oklahoma, then it's West Virginia.
0: That's how uh, I see them as the top seven. Well, let's round out the top uh, playoff rankings. You mentioned the 4 Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame and Michigan with Georgia and Oklahoma 5 and 6 on the outside looking in. LSU drops down to number 7, Washington State remains idle at 8, West Virginia up to number 9 and Ohio State idle at number 10 and for those wondering UCF stays idle at number 12, and, and finally, UCF is going to play some teams with winning records for the next couple of weeks, so that yeah, should get Yeah, and, and they
1: really, that was an ugly performance last week, um, Thursday night or Friday night, the days run together now, when a Temple team that, um, th- this UCF defensive team is just not very good, um, and, and really, 12 maybe a little too high, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of where they are. I think West Virginia's a little low. Um, I think, you know, LSU's probably hanging there a little high at seven, but I do think West Virginia Washington State will will move up a little bit. Um, and I think the interesting team is Ohio State. Let's not count them out, um, but they're going to probably need some help. And, and, and here's what may be tough for Buckeye fans to understand. In my view right now, and this, this changes to, based upon how it may play out and how the games play out. But a one-loss Michigan Big Ten champion um, has a much better look to it and a much better chance of uh, of, of of getting in than a one-loss Ohio State Big Ten champion mm-hmm. because of the loss to Purdue and how it looked. I, I think that would be difficult. I think it would would be a a, a, a difficult decision uh, to decide between that Ohio State one-loss Big Ten champ versus an Oklahoma one-loss Big Ten, Big 12 champion, uh, I think that would be would be difficult to do. Um, and and I don't know where they would go with that. But it, it, to me, I think Michigan is better than Oklahoma. They look better than Oklahoma. I don't think Ohio State looks anything better than a, well, quite frankly, where I have them, mm-hmm. a bottom-level top-ten team right now. And yep. that's the way they look. Now, if they look better and they – Get it together, you know, that's a different story. But at this point uh, in November, if you don't have it together now with three weeks left, it's
0: not likely there. Let's get into the Big 12 here. West Virginia with a huge victory over Texas on Saturday. How much did you love them going for two there? Chris, I was screaming at the television when I saw that touchdown. I'm like, go for two, go for two, go for two. And then they get it, but there was a timeout called, so they have to run another play, and Greer is able to run it in for the two-point conversion. West Virginia with a huge victory. They remain at just one loss right up there with Oklahoma, and those two teams will play each other the final week of the regular season in the Big 12.
1: Yeah, I that certainly was exciting. It was the the most exciting game of the weekend. I thought in terms of how it played out. Um, you know, I like the way this that Dana's got his team playing right now. And you know, a few weeks ago, right before the Iowa State game and the you know the Kansas game, the struggle they they didn't play well and and they've they've rebounded. They're playing very well. I thought that would be a tough game against Texas. Well, it was. Um, and You know, they they managed to to pull it out in an exciting fashion. Now it's on to figure out, you know, they've got TCU this week who can't find their offense. So uh, I think they're in pretty good shape, and it'll be interesting to see, as you mentioned, they'll play uh, on uh, Black Friday and, you know, could end up, uh, depending on how things go, could could play again. Who knows? I'm just getting the feeling. I just feel it, and I I, I can't really – I just have the feeling that the Big 12 is going to cancel each other out. Oof. I just think that, you know, if they have to play back-to-back, uh, I just could see them splitting. Um, and then, you know, as we were talking about before we jumped on here, you got the Iowa State factor that's in it. I, 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 don't, I just get the feeling now in this conference that without really good defenses that it's going to be, to use the basketball analogy, somebody has an off-shooting night. And boom, that's going to be a loss. And I I think, I already know that the Pac 12 is out of it, but I just, in the Big 12, is not out of it, but I just get the feeling that they're going to play their way out of it because I don't think outside of exciting brands of offenses that their teams right now look like they're great. And I, I think that could change, for example, if Oklahoma or West Virginia finishes out wins their remaining games, then, then we're having a different discussion. We're having a one-loss team uh, that's a Big 12 champion that is impressive and maybe has to beat a team twice. Um, but I'm going to say it, and, and and this this may not be popular, but I believe it, brand names matter. And yeah. I think that Oklahoma – would be in a better position than West Virginia mm-hmm. if you know if, if that that's the best scenario for the Big 12. Well, that's
0: what I wanted to ask you. Which which scenario is best for like let's go to that final game of the season, okay? And let's say that both teams go into that game at one loss. The best scenario for the Big 12 would be an Oklahoma victory over West Virginia and then Oklahoma would then play Um, I guess Iowa State may be in the Big 12 championship game and we'll see how those teams between Iowa State and Texas finish out their schedule. Or would it be West Virginia beating uh, an Oklahoma team and then depending on who they play, maybe it's Texas then in the Big 12 championship game. I know Texas and Iowa State play each other, so that'll determine which of those teams gets eliminated from that conversation. So it's going to be the winner of that Iowa State-Texas game and potentially the loser of West Virginia, Oklahoma. Do you think which path is the best opportunity for the Big Twelve to get a team into the playoff?
1: I think it's Oklahoma, um, and and to me, it doesn't matter to the team that
0: the plays team that the they best, play in the championship game. Well, doesn't or is that yeah, saying?
1: I mean, to me, it doesn't matter, but because the team that plays the best that earns it, it doesn't matter to me if you're West Virginia or Oklahoma. I, I do believe it matters in the committee subconsciously, uh, Oklahoma is a name brand. Mm-hmm. And if Oklahoma the Big 12 champion and they're impressive
0: and they end up with one loss. But what helps West Virginia this year, Chris, is that you do have a Heisman candidate in Will Greer who has become but, a household name. At least that's something well, that they can bank on. Yeah, but, but Oklahoma has a better Heisman candidate. Yeah, I mean, and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Kyler Murray would be heads out in front as the Heisman Trophy leader if it wasn't for Tua. Mm-hmm. So I think, Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma trumps that in, 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 in what would be a committee decision. I, I believe it does. Um, I think it's fair? No. I, I think if, if West Virginia plays better and beats them, I think the chances should be there. Listen, I think it's going to depend on if there's a door opening up. I think that, as I said, Michigan wins – They're going to trump Oklahoma and West Virginia. If it comes down to for one spot, I believe their body of work is going to be better. And I also think it helps that, let's say, if Notre Dame wins out, Michigan's in. The only loss they've had has been would be to Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. a team that. And then um, you can't
0: justify putting Michigan over Notre Dame in the ranking because Notre Notre Dame beat them.
1: You wouldn't have to. You know Notre Dame wins out, Clemson wins out, Alabama wins out, Michigan wins out. They're in. They join Notre Dame, and that's yes, but the point. I'm
0: saying the, the argument of does Michigan deserve to be three over Notre Dame? Well, but I, I don't that, think that you can do that because they played each other eh, and, not, and Notre not, Dame won.
1: Not necessarily. I think it depends upon too. You can say they look better and they won their conference title. Notre Dame doesn't have it, but that's a different argument. My point is, I'm discussing simply whether Michigan would hold off an Oklahoma a Big 12 champion, and the answer would be yes. I okay. think they would. But Ohio State wouldn't? I don't know. I think it would be debatable, and I think that Ohio State has to really overcome that loss to Purdue, and I think it's going to be difficult. I think that Oklahoma uh, could make a strong case. Now, Ohio State struggling defensively, not stopping people either. So I think there's a lot of, to me, it, it it's easy right now because this is where we are mm-hmm. but we we haven't seen those teams play the rest of the way and i do think oklahoma would have a chance to bypass a one-loss ohio state but i don't think they have a chance against michigan because as i said michigan would be not only impressive with only one loss but the one loss would be to notre dame yep. a team that's uh, would join them in the championship and that that's probably the best looking resume of anybody um, and so I think that would pretty much lock them, whereas Ohio State doesn't really have that, doesn't have that impressive wins outside of the conference. TCU's not been that impressive. You know, the big loss to Purdue, all those things would work against them. So I do think that, you know, it would be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan. That's how it would stay. And and I I think that Georgia and I'm going to make the assumption for this discussion that they get beat by Alabama mm-hmm. would be out, and I think it would just be a matter of Oklahoma Oklahoma, and um, in, in 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 I think Oklahoma w- would help them and help their cause potentially if Ohio State won. Now I don't know that they wouldn't take Ohio State over Oklahoma. I don't. I just think that I'm pretty sure that they would not take. Uh, Oklahoma or Michigan. I think that's the way we go. Now
0: tell me if you agree with me here. The only way I see Alabama not getting into the playoff is obviously they have to lose the SEC championship game. But if Michigan, if Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan all win out, I think Alabama does not get in. Because I think a one-loss Michigan Big Ten champion, as you mentioned, their only loss to Notre Dame, best resume, I think they would get in over the one-loss non-conference champion Alabama. However, I think Alabama as a non-conference champion one loss would get in over the Big 12 winner and would get in over a one-loss Ohio State Big 10 champion.
1: In boy wouldn't that be something if for the second year in the row, Alabama got in as, <laughs> as a non-conference <laughs> champion over Ohio State. Um, you just said Jim Delaney off in his chair <laughs> again. That, and again, that, and that's why I mentioned it. That's the scenario that would be interesting now. So but I, but created, I would put if Michigan want, wins the Big Ten and they yes, win out, I would put them in over Alabama, I th- and I think that's what the committee would do. Okay. I, I would agree with you. I think the same thoughts about Michigan relative to Oklahoma and holding them off. I think would apply holding off Alabama mm-hmm. if Alabama lost the championship, came to Georgia, and of course for people, you know, just to clarify, Georgia would get in, Notre Dame would get in if they're unbeaten, Michigan would get in, and then. um um, an undefeated Clemson. You, you can undefeated Clemson mm-hmm. would get in, but I, and I think that's a scenario that would knock them out. But but if it if it did get to that and where Michigan were to lose, then it comes down to comparing Alabama to Oklahoma to mm-hmm. Ohio State. <laughs> I, I don't now again, for Ohio State to win, they got to play pretty pretty well. But what if what if Michigan plays poorly, and we know that offense can be sporadic there. What if it's kind of an ugly game and yeah. Ohio State wins? What if Oklahoma, you know, is just winning shootouts that can't stop
0: anybody? What if, it's like, a, no, there, what if it's like a snow game there in Columbus, well, well, you I know, mean, a sloppy? Well, I, I
1: mean, I would say that snow game would might, you know, throw into, hey, you know, maybe that contributed to it. I thought about nice weather and it's sloppy. It. <laughs> and, then, and, and then I think it is justified to say there is no doubt Alabama's better than Ohio State. There's no doubt they're better than Oklahoma. I could if they're picking the four best in that scenario, I, I to me it, it Alabama and Georgia getting in again uh, would be the right thing to do. But boy, would it be controversial! <laughs> <You think>? Heavens <laughs> to Betsy! I mean, it would be a mess. So I don't know. You never want to leave it in those hands, but that's why it's fun because Michigan's got to win out to to secure their spot. You know, Alabama. Um, there, there's the. I don't know, Scott. I, I, something feels different this year. I just see their separation, and I don't see that we're going to have quite the intrigue we've had in the past. I think Michigan-Ohio State's won. Um, I think Notre Dame may have a couple of robots. that's where the intrigue is. I would be flat-out shocked if Alabama and Clemson
0: lose this for me or not. I really would. All right, well, let's talk about the chaos scenario that could happen this weekend. And that would be a Clemson loss. They play against Boston College at Chestnut Hill. And Boston College, a 20-point home underdog. I mean, that's a whole other story. But they could come away with an upset. Obviously, it's a heavy underdog. But let's say Boston College does upset Clemson. Not only would that knock Clemson temporarily out of the playoff scenario and and the playoff conversation, but I think it would knock them out for the future because – Boston College, then, would represent that side of the ACC in the championship game. Clemson wouldn't even play for their conference title if they lose this game to Boston College.
1: Well, and listen, I agree with you. Now, Clemson would say, well, wait a minute, that's the same thing that happened to Alabama. You You're know, not I mean, Alabama, you know I mean? though. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, here's the thing. I think Clemson's schedule is pretty weak. I think that they've dominated people, but their schedule has not been strong at all. I know people will say the same so, I, listen, look, uh, you're, you're right, but then you can look at the fact that Clemson, weak schedule, but they've dominated people, they look pretty good. I mean, Clemson, to me, not only looks like one of the four best, they clearly look like the
0: second best. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think, they, 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 are them above Georgia look like the second best team? Yes. Talent-wise, though? Oh, absolutely, Okay. Yes. Is it because yeah. of the speed on defense?
1: Well, speed, size, they're much better defensively than Georgia. Yeah, is. well, that's what um, I was that, – that's
0: uh, obviously – And, I, that's what and to be like.
1: honest with you, I like them better offensively. I mean, they're you – know, you know, to me, since they've made the move at quarterback, um, I, I, I just think they're more dynamic in the passing game. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're better than Georgia. Now, so in the scenario, which you mentioned – I don't know. I don't know that Clemson would have the same cachet, Uh, the ACC being a weak league. um, You're right. They're not Alabama, and they might not get that vote in. Again, what are the other options? So it's like, okay, give me the other options. Okay, Alabama's in. Okay, Notre Dame's in. Michigan's one out. That's your three. Then now you're comparing Clemson to Oklahoma, for example. Uh, Who am I taking? Mm. I, I, You know, I, I respect the Big 12 champion Oklahoma with one loss. If you ask me who's better, I think it's Clemson. I don't know what the committee would do, but that's the way I'd see it right now. I think they're good enough to get in, but I think that there is a belief that if they lose, that they're probably out. And I don't know that's where, if that's where you were going and that's if you agree, mm-hmm. but I think that's that's the... That's why I don't think there's a margin for error because of the fact that, no, I don't I don't think they're going to get upset, but they even got a conference championship game that looks weak. So I think losing to who you lose to is going to matter. Now, BC's a good team. BC's a better team than the team they're going to play in the conference championship
0: game. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're so, absolutely right. It,
1: it, you know, in your scenario... <laughs> Not expecting snow, I hear in, in, in Chestnut Hill this week. But if it's a cold game, mm-hmm. they lose a tight game. How do the committee look at that loss? And how do they will again? You've got them. You can't just in a vacuum say you lose, you're out. You win, you're. In. you know they win out, win out, they're in. But they lose, I would say they're out. But let's. What are the other options? They certainly are are not gonna. They're gonna be below Alabama, Notre Dame, and Michigan. And and again, if Georgia loses again, they'd be ahead of them. Then you're talking about you're talking about Oklahoma or West Virginia, whoever is the one-loss Big Twelve champion, assuming it's one of them. And then Washington State. I mean, what would you do? Who would you pick out of that? Uh, You know, and it's got to be one. It's going to be. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, it's Oklahoma, Clemson, and Washington State. You got to pick one of them. One one
0: one-loss Clemson. One loss, Big Ten. I think I'd go one loss, Oklahoma, because you might. It, because it's going to be it's going to come down to that scenario that we always say every year in college football. You'd rather lose early than lose late, and because the losses that's fresh in people's minds is going to weigh in on the decision. And and how, who did Oklahoma beat? Did they beat West Virginia? And they beat exactly, or they beat West Virginia and Texas, or I mean, whoever, whatever. It, yeah,
1: it would they would have some momentum. Mm-hmm. It would be for your, uh, folks, my, my guy, Scott's got the chaos on his mind. He's, (laughs) he's looking at that. Yeah. That, that it would be interesting. And it is difficult. And everybody wants to say, what happens if it, and you hear me say this every week, folks, it's not just if somebody wins, if somebody loses, how do they look? Mm -hmm. Who are they beating I mean, I know we know this, what the schedule is, but how do you look matters to me? It's the most important thing. So Just a loss, and we can describe a loss, but it's not like
0: seeing 60 minutes of it. Plus, Mm -hmm. um, that would be very intriguing. Another game that could have implications, of course. You're talking about the potential of an Ohio State-Michigan matchup of two one-loss teams. Well... One of them could have two losses. Ohio State takes on Michigan State this weekend in East Lansing. And this is a traditional noon Big Ten kickoff, Chris. We were yes. talking about last week how yes. it wasn't. This is the traditional noon kickoff for the Big Ten Ohio State, with good reason, should be on upset alert here in East Lansing. Absolutely. Now, you want a nightmare scenario? I'll give you a nightmare scenario. Michigan nightmare. State wins, right? And, we and then Michigan and then Michigan State beats Michigan and goes to the Big Ten championship game. Well, and or Ohio State beats Michigan. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ohio, so Michigan State wins this game. Ohio State beats <laughs> Michigan, and then Michigan State is the representative in the um the well, actually no, it would be. Wow. No, because Michigan would have one loss. They would win the tiebreaker because Michigan, they beat Michigan State. Michigan would have now two losses, not in the conference. Not in the conference, though. But Two they would, losses.
1: Would yes, price. but they would still go to the conference championship I got game. You. I got you. But what I'm saying But they'd is, be out
0: of the college ball playoff. You're right. What yes. yes. That's what, yes. I'm what, what I'm saying. That's what
1: I'm saying. What I'm saying is the nightmare scenario for the Big Ten. Michigan State upset Ohio State. Ohio State's beat Michigan, and they've beat they've knocked each other out, Mm -hmm. much like we're talking about the Big Twelve. So now you're talking about you know the Pac-12 is just hanging on for dear life, and. Who knows if Washington State's going to find a way to win or not. They don't look like this type of team. The Big 12 plays its way out. Now the Big 10 plays its way out. <laughs> now you're talking about Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and hello, anybody want to join us? I mean, yeah. what do we do Yeah, then? Washington
0: State's raising their hands. Because,
1: because because then under that scenario, Georgia would have lost. Correct.
0: And they'd have two and losses. again? Yeah. <laughs> w-
1: what do you do? So now you go down to, you know, okay, so... You, you're going back, and now you're starting to look at these two-loss teams again. You know, you got to say Oklahoma, and you know what? You would think that you know Oklahoma, West Virginia, one of them would be a lot. What if they cancel each other out? Then you're looking at Washington State. Uh, man, oh man! I mean, you you at this point, you get down to 11, Kentucky, and I mean, we're we're getting out into the abyss. We wouldn't have uh, a real possibility at that point of finding that um, that two-loss team. I think that would be really, really you know really really a disaster to find that fourth team at that point because clearly you would have three teams that deserve to be in it and one team that doesn't and
0: somebody out of a group of six or is gonna get it yeah and that would be the total chaos scenario uh auburn plays against georgia mississippi state against alabama not expecting an upset in either game but which one in your opinion is the most likely to feature an upset because both Alabama and Georgia are home, so that's yeah, just so dominant for them.
1: Neither one I, I see as an upset, mm-hmm. but you know Alabama's the better team, and Georgia's playing better. Um, you know Mississippi State is a pretty good defensive front. I don't know where they're going to get their offense. Uh, same thing with Auburn. Uh, I, I would say maybe there's a better chance of. Auburn doing it in a one-game scenario, but I, I again I don't see where Auburn or Mississippi State are going to get enough offense to get it done. I I would just say that they would have a better chance because Georgia is not quite where Alabama is. Uh, it's going to take something. Now again, the the thing you never know is you're dealing with injuries. What what, what if um, what if what if Tua goes down, mm-hmm. and then and, and, and now you're dealing with a situation where all bets are off, and then I would say that would be you know the 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 more likely upset if it happened. I still like Alabama
0: though. Uh, speaking of Auburn, the athletic director Alan Green had to mm-hmm. come out on Tuesday and say that Gus Malzahn will in fact return next season. Yes, and I get it. It's the SEC. It's Auburn. Expectations are through the roof, especially when they start the year as highly touted as they did. Right, and they have the talent, especially at the quarterback position in Jared Stidham. And and this year is considered a failure at six and three right now. But the pressure, really, the seat that hot that they would fire Gus Malzahn after this season? Is that what fans are really talking about in Alabama? Yeah, it
1: is. And quite frankly, they won two games. Had They lost to A&M last week, um, coupled with what they're going to have to go through now with Georgia. They're going to lose to Alabama. its I think that's why they said it, because think they wanted to get out in front of it, because there is going to be a groundswell of a lot of people. He just signed an extension last (laughs) year. I know. But understand the circumstances and understand the, you know, the president there kind of panicked and signed him to an extension without an athletic director. And it is too much money. And I don't think they want to act that rashly. But I think they realized that they made a huge mistake. And there's only one person that did this. And this was the president who had the support of a couple of members of the Auburn board, but Mm -hmm. most of them were against it. And he panicked. He panicked. He saw the debacle that was the Tennessee coaching search. He didn't have an athletic director. And Arkansas came after him. Jimmy Sexton, the agent for Gus Malzahn, got him in play in the Arkansas job. And so he didn't want to lose him. So he goes and he signs him to a big deal, and he's got buyer's remorse right now. I think that he is in major difficulty and if he doesn't win big next year, he's gone. They mm-hmm. will buy him out. And I'm going to tell you that right now. That is an expensive buyout. Yes, it will. Now, I'm going to tell you, there are not many people that can afford it.
0: Auburn can Auburn afford can. it. Auburn yeah.
1: can. Auburn can afford it. I was told that because they, they, they would owe him $16 million in 30 days, and the other $16 million would be owed over the life of the contract. And... You know, I was told that, uh, you know, by some people there that we got the money now. We can $16 we mm. have that, you know, tomorrow. Uh, it, it's just I think they don't want to make that move, but I, I think they want to give him a chance once and for all to fix that offense. There's some rumors about his good friend Hugh Freeze maybe joining the staff. I don't know if that's going to come to fruition or not. Hugh got some good news this week when – Ole Miss got some good news about some of the sanctions being lifted uh, that might make a difference. Uh, I don't know that the SEC would allow it, uh, but the the fact that the sanctions are lifted, um, that could be an issue. You know, Nick Saban wanted to hire Hugh Freeze as a consultant mm-hmm. this year on a staff. The SEC blocked it because they didn't feel it was right for him to be working for an SEC school when he basically was fired by an SEC school due to NCAA sanctions to reward another school in the conference to have it didn't seem right or fair. So I don't know what's going to happen, but he's got to fix that offense, and if he doesn't, I think he knows he's gone, but he would be gone a very rich man even after next
0: year. Which coach would you say right now is on the hottest seat in college football? Would it be Bobby Petrino? I think he is. That's another case, though. They've got a $14
1: million buyout. Mm -hmm. They don't have that much money at Louisville, and it is a bad, bad situation because it's a lose-lose situation. I mean, they lose if they have to spend that money. They lose if they keep them. I would say his seat is really hot. I don't know if it's hotter than Clay Helton at USC. I was going to say
0: Clay Helton next, yeah.
1: I think that is really hot. We know David Beatty's already gone. I would think that Chris Ash is going to be gone at Rutgers. Um, but, but the USC situation is a bad looking situation. I give you another one to keep an eye out on. Um, I'm starting to think that Bill Snyder may announce his retirement at the end of the year. I don't know, Hmm. but I, but I think that's something to keep an eye on. I think that is a distinct possibility. Um, so it could be a busy, busy uh, year in the state of Kansas for yeah. coaching searches. And by yeah. the way, Les Miles is definitely a candidate at Kansas with Jeff Long, the new athletic director, being there. Of course, Jeff Long was an assistant AD at Michigan when Les was an assistant coach there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Jeff was the athletic director at Arkansas and I uh, try to uh, at least get Les to consider and leaving LSU for that job back when they hired Brett Bielema. I think Brett would also be a name uh, to keep an eye out
0: there as a possibility at, uh, in Lawrence. Interesting. And what about some of these guys that are on Alabama staff as the consultants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they well, got head coaching candidates all up and down yeah, that staff. Yeah, no, they do. I can tell you right now <laughs> that a guy to keep an eye out on at Maryland,
1: and depending on what they want to do and what they feel about Matt Canada and what he's done and how this, I think Matt's got a chance to win the job. But yeah think I think, he needs I, think different...
0: I think it's his job if he wants it
1: well I I, I if he finishes well yeah. last week wasn't really good that was an embarrassing performance and if they lose out I think it will give them all the ammunition to say we're gonna we're gonna cut the tie clean with everybody I, I think that it really depends he's got to show some positives down the stretch um last week was a tough week we know but I think if he finishes strong he's got a shot if he doesn't I think the guy that they're really going to target is Mike Loxie, the offensive coordinator at Alabama. He's from that area. He's recruited that area. Uh, he's been a head coach before. Um, and so keep that name in mind if they decide to open that up and don't go with Matt Canada.
0: Major Applewhite on the move?
1: Um, I think he'll get some not, 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 not,
0: not, I'm saying not getting fired. I'm saying do you think he'll, people, yeah, no, people I, no, will pick I know up the phone and call him?
1: Well, here's the thing about it is uh, that offense is there's scary There's a domino good. effect. Uh, I, I I think that if I were North Carolina, I would consider that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a possibility of a move there. Then that's another guy with a huge buyout, Larry Fedora. Do they want to do it? I don't know. Uh, you talked about there's a been
0: a lot of stuff going on in North Carolina that they would justify getting rid of Larry Fedora, Chris. Let's let's be honest there. Yeah, no, but it's a lot of money. Yeah.
1: It's it's a lot of money and, and you know, not everybody Well they got that into, they
0: got that they got the uh the, the jump man stuff. They got the Jordan brand money now. <laughs>
1: no, I know, I know, but you know, that money's usually accounted for <laughs> and it usually you know, when it usually comes like a big pocket of, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty million dollars, that, that gets real expensive. Now, yeah, that's but, how
0: they pay Roy Williams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Coach, coach little college basketball. <laughs> that, that's, that's, right. how, that's how they pay um, him. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 issue that's going to be interesting with Louisville. Everybody's assuming that Jeff Brom is going to leave Purdue to go to Louisville because he's a Louisville guy. He's he the quarterback, there. former quarterback. Yep. Um, and he's from there and he grew up around there. Uh, and that to me, it's a lateral move just in terms of a job. But for him, that might be a dream job. I don't know how that would play out. Where they, you know, where they would want to go. But um, no, I think that. Uh, that major Applewhite is definitely a guy that is someone that's going to be on uh, people's short lists. Yeah. There's no question about it. It's a really good young coach. And there's some other good ones too. Neil Brown of Troy, Bill Clark of UAB. Um, some other guys, Seth Luttrell of North
0: Texas or some other guys to keep an eye out on. Yep, and you can join all 32 NFL teams in 78 major college football programs by becoming members of LandryFootball.com You get in on all the latest inside information from the guy that college and NFL programs turn to as a consultant on these coaching matters and scouting matters as well. For less than a magazine subscription, you get the film room breakdowns on recruiting, college football draft, NFL coaching search matters. Check out Landry football.com today for the Best Season Membership Package Ever. Membership options include monthly, three, six, nine months, or yearly. Get access to insights of a veteran coach, scout, and administrator today. All you have to do is tell them where you heard about it, and you heard about it right here on Rush the Field, the college football podcast, each Wednesday, and also on LandryFootball.com each Tuesday and Thursday, new episodes of the Landry Football Podcast. Chris, I log on to the website tonight. What am I finding? You're finding the film room break
1: uh, this past college weekend with a look ahead towards next week. We're going to finish that up tonight and early tomorrow morning and start the previews of the big games this weekend, some of which we've talked about, plus many more. Obviously, we cover the NFL scene as well, Uh, the coaching search issues around the country, which are starting to heat up, recruiting, the draft, you name it. One-stop shopping football all year round at LandryFootball.com, giving you a coaching and scouting perspective on the pro and college game. So, Check us out at LandryFootball.com. Follow us on Twitter at
0: LandryFootball. And Rush the Field with me, Scott Seidenberg. You can follow on Twitter at ScottsOnAir And Chris Landry, who you can follow on Twitter at LandryFootball, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com. Talk to you next week, Chris. Hey, look forward to it, buddy. Thank you. Do you like bets in ball games? Yeah, you do. And so do I. Do you like to win when you bet on ball games? We do, and that's why we're here, to help guide you to winning wagers. I'm Brian Edwards, the host of the Games Galore podcast. Each week, we break down all the action in football, basketball, and the UFC. Are you soccer fan? Maybe tennis? No, we aren't either. We stick to the good stuff. Pigskin, hoops, college and pro, and UFC action. We bring in elite guests with experience in sports gambling from all across the country. Tune in and let us help you make some greenbacks. The Games Galore pod is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.